and welcome back to the CEO-ish podcast. I'm Chloe. And I'm Taylor. Today we are super excited to be sitting down with one of my best friends from high school, Kelly Kazara, for an honest, raw conversation about just post-grad life, the tr- the transition we've all made, uh, hobbies, therapy. It's, it's a hodgepodge episode, but it's so good. And honestly, it leans more on the CEO-ish emphasis on the ish side with this episode, but it really feels like a conversation you would have just sitting on the floor with one of your girlfriends. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. But before we dive into it, Chloe and I will be, I almost called you Kelly. I don't know what's wrong with you today. Oh my God. <laughs> That's all right. Oh, she'll be on Words later. are hard today. Yeah, she'll <laughs> be on later, you guys. Words are still hard for me apparently when recording. So as always, Chloe and I are going to do a catch up. Chloe, what's going on with you, girl? <laughs> All right. So not a whole lot on the business side, but this weekend I went to Grand Rapids with one of my friends from home. Her name's Annie. And we met up with one of my boyfriend Oliver's coworkers. um, And we just had so much fun. She was showing us around and like, it was so cool. Like we just made a new friend. So I'm excited to move there and hang out with her. Um, But she was actually telling us that she teaches pole dancing lessons, Taylor's. We were talking about that on the last episode with Kristen. So definitely going to have to go hit her. I've always wanted to take a pole dancing class. I've literally always wanted to take a pole dancing class. It it seems so cool. And like, yeah, I'll know the teacher and just have fun. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to be there. I had zero upper body strength and I'm not going to look sexy while doing this, but I'm going to do it. Oh, she's going to watch me fall on my head, but it's fine. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I have no ass. It's fine. It's fine. Well, what's new with you? I also want to call out the fact Chloe's extremely hungover, you guys. Like, oh, it's I it's like <laughs> it's 730 right now. And I'm like, why do I still feel like this? Not 730 a.m. It is 730 p.m. Um, I don't even think I drank that much last night. I just haven't really gone out and drank in over a year. So apparently I can't hang anymore. I haven't. We got rejected from Founders last night because we got there too late. So that was really disappointing. That was like going to be the highlight of my life. But I will get there some other time. Uh, I know how much you love beer. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> and they're my favorite, but it's fine. I will be hitting them up all the time when I'm living there. This is true. Mm-hmm. What's new with you? So I have a business update for you guys, and I have a personal life update yep. for you guys. So I'll start with the business. I went to the PR masterclass. I know I mentioned that last week, and I wanted to give you guys an update. So it was phenomenal. I learned more in this 90 minutes than I did from a different 600 almost $700 pitching course I took my senior year of college when I was trying to work with lifestyle brands more. Um yeah. So that's awesome for the person who taught the master class, but it sucks for me that I wasted $600 mm-hmm. four years ago, apparently. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then as far as a personal life update goes, um, my best friend is getting married in a few months, like July 10th. Actually, we have less than two months. Wow. No. Oh, almost less than two months. Exactly. Um, today's the ninth when we're recording this in the 10th would be tomorrow. So that'll make it two months on the dot. But um, her bachelorette par- or not bachelorette, her first wedding shower is coming up in two weeks. And then two weeks after that, she has her other bridal shower. And then two weeks after that is the bachelorette party. And then two weeks after that is the wedding. So everything's starting to ramp up. And I am her maid of honor, which is such an honor. Like I, I'm 
so happy I get to do this for her. And for those of you who don't know, in my past life, aka before I was in advertising and had a full-time job, I worked as a wedding event planner at a local venue when I was in college. So I feel like my entire life has been leading up to this moment and I'm well prepared for it. And I got to, well, I started planning her bachelorette party and we booked the um, the Airbnb. We got the party bus. We have all of our wineries picked out. We're going to be up in Traverse Ooh. City for the weekend. It's going to be awesome. That is going to be awesome. You are about to be very busy, but it's going to be yes. awesome. I can't wait to see all the pictures. I know. And I also took, so I have a hilarious story for you guys. Um, so I also took my uh, dress to get hemmed because I ordered it from the site called Azazi. And if you don't know what Azazi is, it's kind of like a site where you can get bridal dresses from, but it's a little bit cheaper than it would be if you went to like a bridal salon. So we mm. all went into a bridal salon, tried on dresses so we knew what style would look best on us. And then we ordered the dresses that we actually wanted off of Azazi in a batch so we could all be dyed together. And then every dress would be the same color, like on the dot. Uh-huh. And I got my dress and I took it in to my tailor who actually knows me very well because we're going to take a little detour here real quick. Um, She knows me because during my senior year prom, I had two proms to go to. And during the first prom, (laughs) I got gum stuck to the bottom of my dress. I, to this day, don't know how this happened. I uh, clearly stepped in gum, but it like spread all over the entire bottom front part of my dress. And I was devastated. Okay. I wanted nothing more than to be able to wear my heels. And I ended up having to take like four inches off of this dress. So I had to wear sandals, which hindsight's 2020. I don't know why I threw a fit about that in high school because I ended up taking my heels off within the first 20 minutes of being there anyways. So, which is probably why I got gum stuck to it in the bottom of the dress in the first place. Yeah, that'll uh, do it. But, <laughs> but moral of the story is she knows me because I called her panicking about my dress and she was able to rush order it for me and she's been doing my tailoring ever since and dry cleaning because she owns a dry clean as well so if I have to get anything like my bedding or anything I go to her too and she's so sweet and she was tailoring my dress because I took it in to be hemmed because I needed I definitely needed to get some length taken off and she was just roasting the company that made this dress apparently the front layer because it's got like multiple layers to the dress and the top layer is like the sheer like really pretty flowy part of it Mm -hmm. it was like four inches longer than the other layers of the dress which she knows it's supposed to be a little bit longer to give it like that flowy effect but it was very clearly botched and then the other thing about it was that the hem on the bottom really was not done well and I didn't like notice because it was like the bottom of the dress I wasn't paying that close attention but she literally showed me the one piece of fabric where if I would have stepped on it or if somebody else would have stepped on it the entire bottom hem would have just come unraveled so she's fixing it for me and I got a kick out of her just roasting the hell out of this dress so love June she's a great woman (laughs) well it's good that she caught that before you got to the wedding that would have been very bad (laughs) yes and just so thankful to have her she's great Uh, I cannot wait to see all the pictures that's gonna be so cool I'm so happy she's able to have her wedding in person I know it was kind of nerve-wracking for a while there dude we're doing all of this bachelorette party stuff so last minute because we didn't even know if we were going to be able to go up like it was Mm -hmm. a very large coin toss for a while if the airbnb was even going to be able to happen type of thing so we're very thankful for it and I believe most, if not damn near all, of the entire parties, like 
both sides have been vaccinated. So most people should be safe at the wedding. I do believe people are still wearing masks because I mean, you should, Mm -hmm. and it's indoors and things like that, but it just, it, I feel like we're at a turning point. Like it's hopeful again, you know? So I'm excited. And it's going to be like the first big event that I've been to since prior to COVID. And the fact that it's her wedding, like it's just so exciting. I'm so excited for it. All right. Should we get into our products of the week? Yes. Do you want to kick it off or do you want me to? I can kick it off. So a few weeks ago, Oliver and I went on a date to the Kalamazoo Candle Company to build our own candle. And it's so much fun. They have the wax already melted. So you just pick out your scents and pour the wax in. Um, I love mine. He loves his. And then we also picked up some of their leftover scent candles. So basically when they're like getting down to the end of the batch of that scent, instead of throwing it out, they'll just throw some together in these candles and they each smell different. So we stood there for like 20 minutes smelling all the candles and we found some really good ones. So I definitely recommend that candle by them or even just building your own candle if you're local. If not, you can shop online. Um, But yeah, they use 100% soy natural wax, which love that. They don't put like dyes into it. So just love it. I love Kalamazoo Candle Company candles. Wow, that was a mouthful. And they're, so they're lilac and willow scent. I know I'm recommending like three of their products right now, but their lilac and willow scent is awesome. Well, if I'm going to throw in my own recommendation, I don't know the exact name of it, but they definitely have like a coffee scented candle that's delicious. Ooh, I bet I would love that. You pr- you would, without a doubt. I love coffee-scented candles. <laughs> What's your product of the week? I'm excited for yours. Uh, so, yes, if you follow me on Instagram, you're probably expecting this one. Um, but I have to shout out the Skims Fits Everybody bodysuit. I absolutely love this thing. I think I talked about purchasing this on a few podcast episodes before, and I finally wore them a few times so I can actually give like an honest, authentic review on how these things are holding up. And I have never looked this snatched in my entire life, you guys. Everything is tight. Everything is toned, but it is not uncomfortable. And I'm talking very specifically about her fits everybody bodysuits. She's got three different types of bodysuits. I own two of them um, in a couple different colors. So I have the square neck bodysuit and I have the high neck one. She also has a cami style one, but I just don't like how the camis like frame my chest. I don't know. It's just not my not my preferred like cut, but I love the ones that I do have and I have them in a couple different colors and they feel like a stretchy like legging material, but it's thinner than a legging if that makes sense, but it's got the stretch, you know? So it's I find that these bodysuits from her are true to size. Definitely if you're going to order something from the Fits Everybody collection, it's stretchy, it's flexible. You're not going to feel like you're suffocating because I have read from other reviews of her different types of collections that um, some of the other bodysuits, you have to size up one to two sizes because they're that tight um, and really suck you in. And I'm not I again, I wore, I bought it for the colors and I love her neutrals. And I just wanted like a good bodysuit that was going to hold up through the wash and wear and tear because I'm tired of buying cheap shit from HM um, that falls apart after one wash. And these have held up beautifully and I'm so happy with them. So, yes, go get you some skims. This is your sign. If you have had anything pending in your cart, go get you some skims. Love it. They look really awesome. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're. Chef's kiss. Chef's fucking kiss. All right. Well, our small business shout out was actually recommended by a listener. Taylor, do you want to shout them out? 
Yes, a shout out, Rachel. Thank you so much for submitting this small Louisville-based uh, woman-owned business. So I know we have a couple Kentucky listeners listening to the podcast, so you can also check out the shop. It's in Louisville. And it is called The Woman-Owned Wallet, and that is – uh, the woman owned wallet.com T H E W O M A N O W N E D W A L L E T.com. And you can find them on Instagram at woman owned wallet, but this is the coolest site ever. So the woman owned wallet is a feminist gift shop um, and they have pretty pink walls and it's a super welcoming experience. The website is so cute, but if you love woman owned businesses and you have trouble finding them on your own, this site does it for you. They have over 40 women owned businesses in the shop. They support BIPOC creators. There's just so much cute things. I'm on the website right now. There are coffee mugs, there are prints, there are candles, there are stickers and clothing there's just so much that you can shop jewelry there's stuff for foodies just everything under the sun like i'm looking there's embroidery stuff there's magnets pins just so much stuff and again all woman-owned businesses it's probably the coolest business we have shouted out on this podcast so definitely check them out at the womanownedwallet.com yes everyone please go check it out especially if you're local to louisville i seriously love all of their website i'm really into that retro font and design right now and you can just see that all over their website and merchandise it's adorable i'm obsessed please make sure to check them out and now for our manifestations Yes. So Chloe and I were talking about this and we don't necessarily want to overwhelm you guys with new manifestations every single week. And I also think there's something really beautiful about just trusting the process and, you know, letting something grow over time and not um, putting so much pressure on it either, like just putting it out into the universe and working towards it, but not having the instant gratification from it. So I am going to stick with my same manifestation that I talked about last week, which was I'm manifesting a thousand lifetime plays by my birthday, which is June 28th. And I checked our stats this morning and we are at 599 lifetime plays. So that's basically 600. And I'm hoping by the time that this podcast episode goes up, we will have hit that 600. So yes, for all intents and purposes, We hit 600 lifetime plays, and I know we can do this. I know we can hit the 1,000. We still have technically basically two months to do it. So we are so appreciative of you guys and all of our listeners all over the world. Like I still can't believe how many of you are listening to this podcast. So appreciative of you. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate all of you who have stuck around. And yeah, I know we can make it to 1,000 listens by your birthday. I am also going to stick with my manifestation from last week, which was to finish the mural that I'm currently working on by the end of the month. I will be going home next weekend to work on it, and I should be able to get it done. So that manifestation should come true. I am now manifesting that Chloe gets sushi with me <laughs> yes, next weekend. Yes, definitely. When and where. <laughs> manifestation accomplished. Oh, which by the way, I found a sushi place in Grand Rapids that does really good poke bowls. There's only one place in Kalamazoo that does poke bowls, and they're disgusting. They put it- like ham in it, and it's gross. Okay, is it pokey or poke? Oh, I have no idea. It's probably poke. Okay, pokey. I, I, I have know. to give poke another try because I'm not going to lie to you. My only experience with poke was 
my work, my old corporate job got it catered one time and I don't love tuna and I really don't like raw tuna and the entire poke was all tuna and I didn't want to be rude because the reps bought us the food. So I was like gagging it down and it's just like, you know, when you force yourself to eat something that you really don't want to and it just sours you on the entire experience, that's where I'm at with the poke. Yeah, you'll have to get some that doesn't have tuna. It's just sushi in a bowl. And I know you like sushi. So I'm surprised that you wouldn't like it. You've got to try it again. Also, I think the rice was slightly sour because it was just very tangy. Ooh, yeah, that's gross. That would make sense that you wouldn't like it. There's also a place in Nashville that has excellent poke. Uh, They do like a build your own takeout box and it's delicious. Seriously, my favorite place that I've had so far. They'll be my product of the week next week. Sign me up and also let me know what it is because – or offline. You could save it for next week. That's totally fine. But David and I will be in Nashville in two weeks for a wedding, and I have to get Prince's Hot Chicken. If I do not get Prince's Hot Chicken, I will Uber myself there myself. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'll take one of the Lime Scooters. (laughs) Yes. Honestly, I'll take one of the Lime Scooters to go get myself Prince's Hot Chicken. Those Lime Scooters are so fun. If that is what I want to spend my life doing, I want to ride one of those scooters for the rest of my life. Oh, you know what other city has electric scooters? Grand Rapids. You got to move here. I was about to say Detroit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, literally any other big city, Chloe. Ann Arbor, all of them. <laughs> uh, one day. I, I can. I, are you manifesting me coming to Grand Rapids? Yes, that is my manifestation. I'm changing it. Taylor, you're moving to Grand Rapids. I'm manifesting it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) All right, you guys. Well, we are going to transition over into the interview with Kelly. We will see you guys on the other side. And we really hope you guys enjoy this ish episode. Welcome, Kelly. Please tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so thank you guys so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on the podcast today. Um, My name's Kelly, and I'm actually not an influencer or online entrepreneur. Um, I actually work in nonprofits. So I currently work in social services where I review requests for people who need financial assistance. Um, And before that, I worked in youth development and ran summer camps. And so, yeah. Um, Taylor's one of my really good friends from high school. So when she asked me to be on the podcast, I was really excited about that. So yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're we're so excited to have you on because I just really wanted to dive into post-grad life and how hard the transition can be because it's definitely not talked about enough. And I know you and I have spent a significant amount of time just kind of texting each other back and forth, especially coping during COVID because both of us mm-hmm. moved to different parts of the state and away from all of our friends. That was essentially like the kick catalyst, if you will. And, you know, I think there's a lot of like... <sighs> expectation put on the post-grad experience and my expectations definitely did not meet my reality because I thought I was going to be living in the big city. I thought I was going to have this awesome job in advertising and make a ton of post-grad friends and just have this like thriving life and quite literally what happened was the opposite of that. Um, I actually moved home. I made zero new friends unless I was co-workers with them and then the pandemic hit so it made it really hard to go out and meet new people. And I just sometimes don't think that post-grad is talked about enough. So 
Um, if you don't know Kelly, she is a classic Enneagram six. She's highly anxious and she's also a recovering perfectionist. And she has spent a lot of time working on this. And we love the personal de- development here. So Kelly, can you share a little bit with us about what your postgrad life has looked like and your expectations versus reality as well? Yeah, so I was really lucky to work for an organization throughout college um, and be able to be offered a full-time position right when I graduated. I also graduated a semester early, so a lot of my friends from college were not on the same timeline as me. Um, So it definitely felt like I was alone as I was moving back from the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, back to the Detroit area, living with my parents again. And I think I had this expectation when I started my first big girl job that it was going to be really easy because I already knew like the organization and the people I was working with. Um, And then it was going to be so fun. I was running summer camps and it was fun. And there were so many good moments to my job. But I was kind of shocked when I made that transition and was kind of thrown into leadership roles that maybe I wasn't ready for. Um, And I think It was hard to find people who were in the same situation as me because I did get that position right out of college and a lot of my friends were still in school or working, you know, not their dream job where this kind of was my dream job at the time. Um, So I kind of navigated through that through the first year and a half of working, um, didn't have a good work-life balance, didn't you know, take care of my health, take care of myself, my relationship struggled, um, just because I didn't really know what I was doing or what I wanted. I had expectations on me that I, that were hard and it's hard when you graduate and, you know, school is so much different than the real world. And I don't think people talk about that enough. Um, so that was really difficult. I think the turning point for me was, COVID, the pandemic. Um, I was laid off for three months and left without a job, without anything to do or to say for myself, which was hard for someone who cares so much about their image and accomplishing things. And I was always do, do, do. So when I was doing nothing, that was really hard. Um, eventually went back to work and then a few short months later was laid off permanently. So I was kind of left in August with nothing. I didn't have my job. I didn't have, you know, school anymore to fall back on. So it was definitely difficult in that time and trying to navigate those expectations of when are you going to get a job? What are you doing with your life is really hard. So (laughs) that kind of brought me to where I was um, back in the fall and moving to where I am now, definitely in a different place. But yeah, I've kind of had a unique situation. I think all of us have struggled with COVID and the pandemic and all of our plans were kind of thrown up in the air. But yeah, that's kind of where I've been with that. I have two little nuggets I want to pull from that. One, do you think that there's like a difference in like how you feel if you graduate in the winter semester versus the spring semester? Because I was a spring and I know you were a winter. Oh, for sure. I think when you graduate in the winter, so I graduated in December where a lot of people graduate in April and May. Um, I think you kind of get glossed over. Um, and especially that time is not a prime job seeking time for people. Um, so when you do get a job, A, it's kind of hard for normal people. I mean, I had a really great opportunity with 
the organization I was working with, but it's hard to find a job. And then it's also hard because a lot of people aren't graduating with you. Um, your friends that you started school with, they're, they still have a semester left. So though I was happy to save the money and the time, um, it definitely felt lonely. And the second thing I wanted to pull from that, so we've talked a lot about how college just, one of the best parts of college is the fact that you are surrounded by people 24-7. And like for me and Chloe, we lived together. We also lived with two other girls and we all loved each other. We loved hanging out with each other, but we were all super respectful of if we had the door closed and we wanted our alone time, like we, we could get it. But you were within a half a mile to two miles away from all of your friends and then you graduate and you go to nothing. Like for me, I had a split of all of my friends either moved out of state or moved to the opposite side of the state that I was or was still finishing college. And it was pretty split, but I was the only one who pretty much returned to my hometown other than I had one other friend and she's kind of in a similar boat with me where we're both just like, this sucks. Like, this sucks. Um, So I just, yeah, I don't think people talk about how hard that is. And I also want to get Chloe in on this conversation because Chloe, you and I haven't talked that much about post-grad, but you're graduated now too. And how has your experience been? Because I know you're still in your college town. How are you feeling? Yeah. So mine, first of all, I got an associate's degree from a community college. So, you know, I was in another country when I technically graduated. I didn't even look at my screen. I didn't really care at all about it. But then, yeah, everybody else graduated real college and moved out of Kalamazoo, and now I'm here, and it's it sucks. Like, I have Oliver, and I like all of Oliver's friends, but they're not my friends, so it's lonely still. But getting out of here, I will be in Grand Rapids soon, Kelly, so I'm excited to get there. Yay! <laughs> all of you guys are in Grand Rapids, okay? You you guys want to hear my struggle? When, when I say all of my friends moved to the opposite side of the state as me, literally every single one of my college friends is in Grand Rapids, including both Kelly and soon to be Chloe. And then there's just me in Metro Detroit. Girl, <laughs> we'll get a spare bedroom for you. Yeah, it means <sighs> that you need to get your butt over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. It's it's such a complicated situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving and deciding your life is a complicated situation. And yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, Kelly, so perfectionism is often portrayed as a really good thing when it can often be more hurtful than helpful. Can you please talk a little bit about how you realized that your perfectionism was playing a negative role in your life as opposed to a positive one? Yeah. So I've always been someone who strived for perfection. Um, I was always really good in school, super involved. Um, And I think the moment when I realized that, okay, maybe this mindset isn't working for me anymore is when I was furloughed during COVID. Um, And like I said, I didn't have my job anymore. I graduated and I wasn't involved in my sorority anymore at that point. And I realized that like I'd spent so much time focusing on what other people think of me and how I can, you know, get the next award, get the next recognition, um, be really good at everything that I do, be really good at my job, really good at, you know, making friends and being a good person and all this stuff. I realized that, you know, when that stuff is taken away and especially taken away without your consent, um, it's really hard to wrestle with, okay, what do I do next? And I realized that, you know, the recognition at my job and all of that stuff that I had worked towards, 
if it's gone, then what is really left? Like, what do I have to, to work towards to, to save for myself? Um, I think that moment of realizing that like, Hey, this isn't healthy for me anymore. And the people in my life realized it wasn't healthy. Um, my boyfriend was a very loud person in my ear telling me that like, okay, what is going on? Like you are not you anymore. Um, just cause I was focusing so much on, um, being perfect at my job and being perfect at everything else. I had friends like Taylor who were like, are you okay? <laughs> um, so I think that was the moment when, it was kind of taken away from me that I had to sit with it and sit in that silence and be like, okay, what, what, um, who is Kelly really without all this stuff? When did you make the decision to re-enter therapy? Because we're all very open about our therapy experiences here. We are big advocates of therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I actually tried therapy in 2019. I only went to like two sessions. We didn't mesh very well, the therapist and I, um, so I ended up getting a job in January of this year. And so I decided to start therapy a few weeks later because I wanted to get ahead of that work anxiety that I remember feeling in the past at my previous job. I didn't want to feel that way again. I wanted to find ways to cope with it. So um, I started therapy and I'm still doing it now. And it has been so much more than I could have ever imagined it to be. But yeah, I've really enjoyed that experience so far. And what role has therapy played in your life to help you overcome the need to constantly accomplish things and just overall improve your mental health and anxiety issues? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is this concept that my therapist introduced me to called value vials. Um, the big idea of it is, you know, we all have attributes that we think are important in ourselves and other people. Like I value respect or punctuality or whatever. Uh, we all have things that we think are important, but not a lot of us have ever really taken the time to sit down and say like, okay, what are my values? Like, what do I really care about in life? So she had me sit down and think about, okay, what are my five or six values that I want to see in myself um, and that I really care about. So I sat down and I thought about those values and I made them into like little vials or little cups. And looking at those values, I was surprised um, to see that, okay, I actually don't value achievement or accomplishment or you know, leadership positions or things like that as much as I thought I did. I actually really value security and community and rest, which are things that I didn't see in myself before because I was too focused on chasing those other things. And then in this value vials experiment that we did, we also talked about the things that fill our cups, fill our vials. Um, so in the community vial, my friends and my family fill that cup for me. Um, and in my achievement, like, yes, doing well at work, achieving things do does fill those vials for me. And what we realized was I was making my work a value when it wasn't really a value at all. It was just something that helped fill my true values. So therapy at the end of the day has really helped me break down what my values really are and how I can implement those in my real life instead of letting things that aren't really values cloud what I'm trying to do 
in my normal life. So that has been really helpful. And I think also on another hand, I had a really traumatic experience in April. A family member died really sudden, suddenly. And if I didn't have therapy, I don't know where I would have been. So I wouldn't have known that that was going to happen in February when I started therapy. But I think it just goes to show that life is so crazy and unpredictable. And any time is a good time to reach out for help because um, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. I love too that you brought up the point of you saw a therapist and you didn't jive well and that you went back and tried again with another one. I think that's an issue that a lot of people can't get past is like every therapist is not going to be great for you. So mm -hmm. if you if you try it once and it's not a, a good fit, try it again. And I don't know. I feel like people just don't want to do that if they have a bad experience and they're missing out on a great therapist and tools like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I really the one that I had previously, she was really sweet, but she was a lot older than me. So she didn't really understand what I was trying to explain in my life and all of that. And so my current therapist, she's around my age. So just feels like we mesh more and she understands where I'm coming from. So I would definitely recommend to like shop around therapists, mm -hmm. if you will, because um, there's always someone out there who you will vibe with and you will mesh with, um, even if the first person you don't. I've never heard this concept of value vials, and I've spent time in therapy too, and I wish I would have heard about this sooner. I, I need to spend some time doing this myself. Yeah, it was really fun to just like sit. Well, it was, I wouldn't say it was fun. It was hard actually to sit and think, okay, what are my true values? Um, but once you have those, I like printed out a picture of, I like actually made a graphic with little files and like labeled them color coded you know I'm an Enneagram 6 so obviously I, I did that. I was gonna say that was the most <laughs> Kelly Kazara thing I've ever heard in my entire life um but yeah I printed it out and I put it like right above my desk at work where I can see it so it helps in that sense too the whole point I wanted to go to therapy was to help me get ahead of that work anxiety so to have a visual of my values right there reminds me okay this is who Kelly really is I don't need to focus on being the best or achieving something when really these are the values that I actually care about. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. And I also love that you used work as an example too, because I don't know if you could catch onto this, but you definitely just subliminally called me the fuck out. So thanks for that. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <it's> my job. <laughs> but I, I think a lot of people can relate to the whole work situation where what they're really after is the sense of accomplishment and the sense of community because at work you're surrounded by people and there's opportunity for promotions or a raise or whatever you have your heart set on, you know, the next project and – Really, it's a mask for what you're craving deep down. Yeah. And it's, I loved so many other parts of my previous job. Um, so it wasn't all bad. I think I wasn't mature enough or ready enough to take on that position without having the support that I needed. So now in my new job, I do have the support, that community and security that I value. Um, and it's a lot better. I have that work life balance and, I can really enjoy what I'm doing rather than feeling like it's a burden. That's awesome. So how have you gone about rediscovering old and finding new hobbies? Yeah, I think that was a big part in this in realizing that like when, you know, when someone asks you like, hey, what are your hobbies? I literally 
had no answers. I Me didn't either. do anything. I, <laughs> I have zero. Work. I still don't have answers. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm listening very <laughs> intently to this part of the podcast because I need some ideas, you guys. I'm pathetic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I literally went to work and slept. That was all I did. Um, Me. Well, a, a big part of it was moving. So I moved um, to Grand Rapids and it has helped a lot in like rediscovering some passions that I had during college and finding new ones. I'm really excited to go biking this summer. I'm not very good at it yet. Um, but it's just like getting outside and exploring, I think is really cool. Um, I think the biggest part too is also being intentional about making time for hobbies instead of just mindlessly scrolling on TikTok, which I do do that. Um, but I also make sure that I have, you know, time in my schedule as someone who I'm still a perfectionist at some recovering perfectionist. Yes. So to make a plan makes sets me up for more success. So I schedule time to, you know, I really like to play Sims. Um, I really like to watch YouTube videos. I like to paint, which I'm not very good at it, but I have this like paint by numbers set that I do, which is really cute. Um, but I think just trying things that you don't think that you're going to like or that you don't think you're going to be good at can kind of spiral into other things. So that's helped a lot. And I'm still learning and still trying things. Um, and that's kind of what life is all about, I think, just exploring new things and new hobbies and figuring out what sticks. Can we all agree that being in our 20s is just going back to every hobby we were shameful to like in like middle school? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but being more unapologetic about it. Yes. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it. Unless we have any more questions. No. no? Yeah. Our favorite question. <gasps> oh my gosh. Our favorite self-care product under $50. How could I forget? <laughs> oh my goodness. You done fucked up, Chloe. Done you up. done fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So Kelly, what is your favorite self-care product under $50? It can be anything. It can be a skincare item. It can be your favorite game, food delivery service. What you thinking? Yeah, I mean, honestly, right now, the first thing that popped into my head was The Sims. I feel like such a dork saying that, but I feel like The Sims is kind of having a moment right now. Um, I don't know. If you play Animal Crossing, you can't make fun of The Sims, you know? Exactly. So, I don't know. I enjoy playing. It gives me an opportunity to cast my perfectionist and my controlling tendencies into something that's not real <laughs> so maybe that's why I like it but it's just something fun um I can be creative while I'm doing it and you can set yeah. Austin on fire if he ever makes you mad in the game oh trust me <laughs> we have a whole we have a whole like house that I've decorated because we live together and obviously I have to consult him for decoration um, and we don't always go on the same page, but in my Sims world, I can decorate the apartment however I want. So it's a win-win for me. That's awesome. <laughs> Men thinking they get an opinion on the decor. Honestly, sometimes he does choose better than I do. I will give him that. And if he listens to this, he'll be happy I said that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. And where can our listeners find and keep up with you? Um, so you can find me on Instagram. It's just Kelly Kazara, K-U-Z-A-R-A. -A. Um, 
I don't post on that. Like I said, I'm not an influencer, but you will find like Disney and like fun, cool stuff. Hamilton, just like really any dorky stuff you'll find on my Instagram. So unapologetically herself. Kelly is a full blown (laughs) Disney adult, you guys. But in like a good way, not in like a creepy way. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, we will actually, Chloe. Do you want to do the outro? Because apparently, I can't talk today. Sure, Holy shit! Sure. Yeah. If you wow. guys, if you guys want to find us, you can follow us at CEOish Podcast on Instagram. Or if you want to keep up with us personally, you can find me at ChloeW.art. And you can find me at Tagram Biz. That's B I Z. And if you want to follow my agency page, that's Socially Tailored, spelled like my name. All right. We will see you guys next Wednesday. And thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the CEOish Podcast. 